Stunt Podcast. Okay, we're live. This is Matthew from Scent, and I'm back with another special interview on the spotlight. As anyone who's followed me on Scent knows, there's nothing more that I like more than an animation with the silky smooth loop. And the man that I'm about to speak with today, I came across his work on Scent just a few weeks ago when he hopped on, and right away, his animation with amazing looping caught my eye. And then I found out that he's already been on Giphy, been viewed over 200 million times, has this huge following on Instagram, and his animations are just kind of perfect. So I knew I need to, needed to immediately reach out to him, try to talk about his work and his craft. So I'm very, very excited to have the chance to be able to speak with Ed Motions today on the spotlight. So welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing? Thanks. Right, yeah. Uh, well, I actually started doing some film studies at the beginning and filming and lighting lighting and things like that. I didn't actually went into animation until a few years ago when I well, I was a bit lost actually. <laughs> I was trying to work in 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 I don't know in anything related to uh audiovisuals and things like that, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. When I was a kid, I always drew a lot. I, I was doing comics all the time, but I kind of didn't draw for like 20 years or something. I didn't pay attention to that anymore. I started playing guitar and composing and writing music and that, and I forgot about uh, drawing. But then I, yeah, I started like doing more um, VFX, when when I started when I came back because I went to England and I I studied their film studies then came back to Spain and here I I started doing VFX and I had one just one subject in my masters that was After Effects and but that's what gives you the it's more likely to get <laughs> jobs from there so I got into a how do you say that? Uh, internship started learning after, and and I realized I was quite good at it. So I started liking it more and more and more. And then after six years working in a studio, uh, I started doing my. Well, I started my Instagram and got quite popular. I mean, I thought <laughs> I, I never thought I was gonna get to one thousand followers. Now I have twelve thousand. And it's growing still, so and about crypto art, I actually thanks to Instagram I was contacted by by a a person that it's into in in this world already. He he asked me if I wanted to spur um, the benefits from one of my arts in super rare and I didn't know what the hell he was talking about, so I was. <laughs> I, he had to call me and and explain everything to me, and yeah, it, I mean, I was amazed because I never thought people would pay for something that actually everybody has access to. Mm, not in the same way, but you know, like every time I tell about this to my friends, they're like, "And people are gonna actually pay for that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, because actually, this is." The, it, this is unique because nobody else has this unique piece or things like that, you know. 
And then I, I came across Send, which is even, well, it's a bit, it's different because you, you're not selling any, anything. It's just people uh, like uh, giving you support and, and that. And I don't know, I, I really enjoy this because it's a way of doing what I want, not having to make changes that all the people's mind <laughs> invent. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I spoke too much. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, that, that was really fascinating. It, I, it's almost hard to believe that you hadn't really been doing anything in ter- terms of like uh, visual arts for, for a long time. You've been more on the music side. It sounds like until you went to like university or graduate school and you started studied studying uh, VFX. So what is your, your inspiration? What does it look like when you have an idea for um, one of your animations that you end up looping? And then how do you go from that inspiration or that idea to final product? Uh, well, that's, I'm not sure if I, if I have a, a, a way that always works. I don't know. I'm, I'm constantly thinking about things like my personality is is really um, how i say i'm joking all the time and i'm thinking about something funny to say every every time somebody says something i I think about the joke and on that so kind of take that to image and and i try to imagine like things that happen to me every day or to me or to anybody, you know, and, and try to express that in a short animation. Sometimes they're too long. Sometimes they're shorter. I, I, I rather make them less than 10 seconds, but not always, you know, you, you can't always express something with less than 10 seconds. So yeah, pretty much try to think about, everyday things that happen to people. I'm a real fan of Seinfeld, who's <laughs> that show is pretty much about everyday things. And, and I think that's what get people more involved in your, your stuff. You know, they say th- something they, they relate to and they, and they like it. So that's pretty much where I get my inspiration and in the visuals and stuff like that. I'm, I'm from the 80s. I'm, I was born in the in 87, so I I saw a lot of The Simpsons and, and a lot of Fresh Prince and things like that. So I guess my style comes from that when in terms of coloring and humor and animation. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's that's it. Hmm, that's perfect. Yeah, and then the the Simpsons part, the kind of like eighties vibes. I can I can definitely see that in a lot of your your work. Plus, it you say simple, but I mean, there's a lot going on in in many of your of your animations. I, I really like the bouncing one. Even going through your Instagram, it's I recognize like, oh man, I've seen these animations before. Before I, I knew they were from you. So you're definitely you're doing something right to to go viral and get shared like that, and it's just it's really perfect. No, I'm I'm working on being every everywhere. Actually, I'm trying to be everywhere because 
because that's the best way for people to uh, to, to to know you know you know um, there's plenty of places in the internet where you can be right now and the more presence you have the more people get to know you so yeah i i, I thought about giphy because giphy lets you get into instagram really easy like people can just take your gifts and, and reshare them and I guess that's how I got to, I think, to hundred million views of my, yeah, that's that's all I have in in, in among with all the animations. But the most viewed one is I think is a is actually and this is fun because actually I I did that for a for a guy who asked me to make a video clip, you know, and it was just this loop again and again for three minutes or something like that. Then he didn't pay, so I didn't give him the animation. <laughs> <laughs> I kept it for me. And and now it's got 30 million views, I think. That's that's awesome. But not awesome that he didn't pay you, but awesome that it ended up racking up so many views. The next question I wanted to ask you is about your, your looping. Because I feel like it, it's almost table stakes, but also the the mark of like a really refined piece of animation today is the perfect loop, like the seamless transition. The animation keeps happening, and it's just like it's, it's perfect. And I know that there's there's a process to making sure that something loops. I spoke with um, another creator. Her name is Lulu XXX, and she's a master of like hyper complicated looping motions and these I love how hyper precise and and mathematic she is about making the perfect loop. I'm wondering for your looping process, like how do you make sure that it loops perfectly? Like how do you make sure that that comes across absolutely buttery smooth like you've been able to do in everything that I've seen you create? Uh, oh, that's a tough question. I mean every different Animation is has got a tricky loop, I think. Like, for example, some of them I'm not happy. I'm not gonna reveal some of them because maybe people didn't realize, and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say <laughs> this is not well done. But you know, sometimes it's really difficult. It depends with After Effects. Sometimes uh, you've got some effects that just don't loop like they're procedural things like that they just don't loop so so you can you can't just do it so it may, sometimes you have to use some tricks like fading uh starting like you make the animation but then you start it from the middle you know you, you when you render you don't render from the beginning you render from the middle and then look at with the the ending and, and you look at with the beginning again and it's, it's really a bit it's, it's a bit tricky. I'm not that mathematical with it. I'm I've never been too mathematical when when creating an animation. I see other artists that like everything is like if this is five uh, if uh, five uh, frames from this other thing from five frames away, you know, like you've got you, we work with keyframes and. That's pretty much timing is like saying, all right, this is happening here. So two seconds, two seconds, everything is sequenced. I'm not like that. I work by heart, I think. Like I, 
uh yeah sometimes but i think that's actually what makes my work more realistic i think because life is not so you know it's not the beating of life is not that regular you have sometimes you 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 give a you move a hand um with the speed but the other hand goes differently and things like that you know so i have to i think i have to try and be organic and not try to be perfect although that that's what make an animation perfect like not being perfect you know i i, I remember this uh this program where you can is a for music you can create a beating like a drums beat and then once you finish this is midi or how do you say it in english i don't know it's midi yeah it's perfect because it's actually it's not real but then you can uh, you can press a button that says make it real and it makes it uh, it makes errors in the in the beating you know it, it it's not the same it's not the same volume every time sometimes it skips like a little bit the rhythm and things like that so that's what i think that gives it more a more realistic taste you know i really like that uh, trying to give it some life which, which introduces some sort of like uh subtle imperfection right i think that's interesting how how you kind of are open to incorporating that in your animations now kind of like zooming out a little bit um we were talking about how artists it's kind of beneficial and creators generally to be on as many platforms and to be able to be seen uh, by as many people as possible. If we kind of like divide uh, these platforms and services that creators can be on into like traditional non-crypto versus like crypto from your, your perspective as, as a creator, it'd be interesting to hear like today, what are the pros and cons to creator being on those platforms from your perspective, what works, what's not working? Yeah. Uh, well, in Instagram, what really works is that it's really, really trendy right now. Like everybody has it. So I can't imagine uh, right now, I guess, I hope that it grows a lot. I, I'm, I'm really new to this crypto world. So I'm, I'm not sure what, like how many people is in there and that, but you know, it's it's like the dark web and the clear web. Like the clear web's got millions and millions of users, and and the dark web doesn't have that much. So uh, it's like it's not that known, and it's not that easy to to be spotted in in crypto yet. So I guess Instagram. That's what Instagram gives you. Like pretty much everybody has Instagram. Uh, I haven't tried TikTok. I'm not that young so but i don't think tiktok works for for this i mean i haven't seen anybody doing things like this in tiktok i think it's it's different yeah i think instagram has more of a an artist vibe as well and that's what gives me more view more how you say my more presence you know but it helps in terms of advertisement pretty much like you have to be there it ties you a little bit as well because you have to be there you have to post every week otherwise they give you less 
uh, presence and, and you're not seeing that much. So you have to worry about it. I don't like that, but that's, you have to go with it, you know. And about crypto, I, I love the way that people just give money away because they think you, you're good at what you do and, and they like your work and they just, you know, like, because I, I, I tried um, Patreon as well, but Patreon, people are always trying to get something from it. Like, uh-huh. yeah, it's you, because it, I mean, it's not that I'm only interested in, in money, you know, but it takes so much work that you have to put a lot of hours into this and, and you have to get an income. So if you really want to do something you like, uh, it's really difficult to get an income from that. And you have to say, say, sell, sell your souls to for to the companies you know like so many times i wanted to do something i gave ideas and, and the clients were just like no i don't like that that's not that doesn't go with our image or whatever and and they're all the time putting uh, you know obstacles to to what you want to create and to what you mind comes with so this is I believe this is the way to just give freedom to to your creativity and and I don't know and, and make a living out of it, you know. So I'm really I'm really hoping that this gets really really big, like crypto, like cryptocurrencies is growing. I I, I know because I I know people who didn't know anything about it and within the last three, four months, I've, I've heard them talk about it. And even the other day, I was watching a series and they were working with cryptocurrency as well. So it is growing and I think it's going to be really, really cool. Hmm. We were talking about this before we started recording, but you had mentioned that after you started uh, hopping onto Satin and, and Super Rare, your your creator friends were like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> what's going on over there in crypto world or crypto land? And I, I feel like that's the biggest gap right now. Like, people are starting to get interested because, yet yeah, the money's there. But particularly for creators that are using NFTs to tokenize their work and then sell these like digitally rare pieces of art. How do you explain that to other creators that are not yet familiar with what's happening in, in the creator crypto space well uh, that's that's difficult i mean the first one i talked about this was my girlfriend just after i talked to this guy and i was like you know that there's actually people who's paying for gifts in the internet that even though you have it in every if you have it everywhere it's been seen already so many times there are people who pay for it for having like a tokenized version of, that, of it. And, and, and she was like, you know, she, she didn't believe in it. She was like, I don't, I don't know, you just go for the traditional working for people, you know? And I was like, no, <laughs> I kind of understand how, I mean, actually in the end art is, I mean, I, I don't want to be politically incorrect here because uh, people can, jump at me but apart from art it's also a, it's also a business I mean it doesn't it's, 
is is something you have and it has value and it doesn't matter how it how it creates value the 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 only important thing is that you can create something that's unique and that has a value and people pay for it and that's it so so i think that's the way to explain it like it works because people like to own things people like to to say yeah that's all around the world but the artist sold it to me like i'm the only one who has the real copy of this you know because actually if you think about it like any painting like my parents have picassos in the wall in the walls they are obviously not real but they have like five you know in in the stairs in the stairs way so it's like it's the same i mean everybody has a copy of my animation in gif it's everybody's seen it but nobody owns it, you know? So that's kind of the difference, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, especially that last example, using like a, an original Picasso versus like print, prints of Picasso, right? The artist only made that individual one, right? And whoever has it, has it, but no one else mm-hmm. can see it. Um, versus yeah. prints where like everyone can see the print, but it's not the art work right <laughs> itself exactly. and then crypto sort of flips it on its head where everyone can see it but we only have that one owner still because the the artist the creator they say that a particular file is that artwork and because of this the crypto technology and what we call nfts that's able to, to guarantee uh, and provably show that ownership and then over time that provenance that technology of owners and things like that and then the automatic money the all the other benefits of that i think start to come become apparent after people kind of pass that conceptual chasm of okay a, a digital file can be provably rare because up until now yeah. like i people think about mp3s and movies like you can just copy them and go to a torrent and then everyone can have it right <laughs> Yeah, but that that rarity, that digital scarcity, is definitely it's a totally new invention. It's an innovation that people are still have to to. It's not people like the whole world still needs to come to grips with and understand. So we're we're definitely at the very beginning of this really crazy yeah. adventure. But I think it's really cool because because at the same time, I mean, being able to have it all around the world makes it more interesting to own it because it's like something that everybody knows like all right you can buy a painting from a guy from your city who is really good on that but but maybe just there's just one copy nobody else have seen it or anything and and but in this case i mean you've got a real copy of something that's been seen 30 million times Mm-hmm. Like it's been shared. I'm I'm also on Tenor, which is uh, the gifts for WhatsApp and that. Mm. And mm-hmm. people, some I'm, I've I've got less there. I've been shared. Some of my animations have been shared six hundred times or so. It's, um, but you know, it's it's like everybody is, is sharing it. Everybody has it. It's, but you are the only one who has that real copy so mm-hmm. i think it makes it more interesting than just having something that nobody knows you have something that everybody knows it's like owning an episode of uh i don't know of 
friends or something, you know, I own this episode. Everybody knows it and it's mine, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, it, it really starts to change things when you can, and because that ownership claim is, is actually powerful. And yeah. as anyone who's, who like, has collected anything will know, like the, the power, the, the compulsion almost to say that like, I am that owner is very strong. And for, for creators and artists, like, um, like, of course, if you're from like Western Europe or you're from the States or any of these countries, like in the big cities in those countries, yeah, like you have art markets, right? Like it's, uh, again, like it's not the most approachable scene in the world, but like there's galleries, there's curators, collectors, and you can kind of like get into that. But for the large uh, majority of the world, like getting into that traditional art world is like impossible. It's like far away and takes too much time and money to get involved in. But with crypto art, someone with an internet connection can get into the scene, can be collected by literally anyone in the world. Like just taking an example of my own collecting case, um, there's a, an artist in Nigeria by the name of Oshinachi. And he is someone who makes art using Microsoft Word. Like literally the program Microsoft Word, he takes and he's been making works of art. And I want to see that. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the link after this. It's it's, it's crazy right. what he's what he can do with Microsoft Word. And he got the attention of a few people in the crypto art world, and he just was brought onto these platforms. And he's been raising his price. Um, he's been gaining worldwide attention, being interviewed all around the world because of this and, and making money at the same time, S -s telling people his story, showing people his, his work in art. And I can't imagine how, how else I would have come across him if it weren't for crypto art. Right. And you, these you, marketplaces. You wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of fast forward from that one example, five, 10 years, as more people become familiar with, like the idea and concept of digital scarcity and, and this sort of like new art market. And then it's like, Oh my God, what's, what's about to happen? <laughs> you know, like the revolution is kind of almost yeah. in front of your eyes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I was, yeah, I was shocked at the beginning, but it, it actually grow, grew in me really fast. Like, you know, the when I first heard of it, I was like, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's just not. But then I, I I start thinking. Why not? I mean, I mean we're going somewhere with technology, and we're uh, like in ten years, twenty years, maybe tops. I guess money will be just a number in in your screen. You're not gonna have any paper or anything like that, and. The whole world is is already connected, but it's gonna be connected even more. Like even the poorest countries in the world, where they they are suffering to have a place to live or or even to eat, still have connection to the internet. So it's like it's become something that's completely necessary for living, you know. And it's kind of taking the everyday life and uh, all of everything that's now real taking it into internet and that makes you know art go, goes with it and this is the perfect way to do it mm, absolutely i love talking 
about this. I could go into these visions of the future <laughs> for hours and hours. <laughs> um, but I know obviously your, your time is precious and limited. So I want to, I want to ask you, uh, to take the time to let our listeners know uh, what they should be looking out for. Uh, from Ed Motions heading uh, into the near future, uh, if there's any work that you're about to drop that they should be looking out for or, or anything like that, let our audience know. Yeah, well, uh, I'm working on many things now. <laughs> um, uh, like everything happens so quickly that I'm, I'm going to quit my job. Oh. And I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was working, don't tell them because they don't know yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm qu- I'm quitting my job tomorrow actually. And oh, congrats. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm sick of working for people, you know. I like working on my own and doing what I like and yeah. lately I'm being kind of successful. I I think I can do it on my own. So, yeah, I've I've been asked for two different people to make full uh animation video clips for the music. So, I'm doing two at the moment like three actual three minutes of animation doing done by myself on my own so it's it's not gonna be for sale because it's actually sold already but <laughs> if you like what i do you can just check it out and i'll i'll try and make it uh, make you be able to reach it when it's out i guess it come out at the end of the summer and i'm also working in an application I'm not sure I can talk about it, so I kind of just give you hints about it. It's, I'm, I'm going to do animation for an app that's going to come out, come out soon, and it mixes animation and learning, so it's really cool. And yeah, that's pretty much I'm doing what I'm doing now, and also working on my Instagram to grow, and working on my crypto art and and all that i mean really busy right now mm. that's awesome and then actually there's one other question that i wanted to ask if someone is going through your instagram or uh giphy page and they they want <laughs> the minted piece of that like is it okay for them to reach out to you and and talk about tokenizing that or have you thought about how to do that or is it something where only you will mint what you want to mint um and people shouldn't shouldn't ask for something. How do you approach that? Yeah, they should totally ask. I mean, if somebody's interested in one of my pieces, I there's always yeah, you know, you, we can always get to an agreement. So yeah, pretty much if they're not already tokenized or or they've often haven't been sold to anybody because they asked me to, you know, like a video clip or something like that. I'm really happy to share my my work and to, you know, give it life, and <laughs> set it free, you know. So, yeah, yeah, don't hesitate to talk to me if you like something. Even if you don't want to buy anything, you just want to ask me anything about it, yes, talk to me. For now, I'm not that famous, so I can, I can, <laughs> I can take the time. <laughs> That's right. You're quitting your job. You're about to blow up. So people make sure you get those. Yeah. Yeah. Be fast. You know? <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> well, that's awesome. And Ed Motions, Ed, 
thank you so much uh, for your time to hop on this call. Thank you for having me. The absolute pleasure and wish you nothing but the best uh, as you make the momentous leap into <laughs> individual creatorhood from tomorrow and keep on creating. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks a lot. It's been great. Podcast. Podcast.